0: hi welcome to the holy fuck podcast i'm your host alexandra roxo author of fuck like a goddess creator of radical awakenings transformational coach and student of life i'm here to stand with you asking questions about what is sacred and what is profane and the space between enjoy hi everybody on today's podcast i have natalie miles i was on her podcast Years ago, and that's how I met her. And I remember sitting in Lisa Levine's bathroom above Maha Rose in Brooklyn, New York. Shout out Maha Rose. And I think I was sitting in the bathroom because that was like the only quiet spot in the apartment. And um, I remember sitting on the toilet. I wasn't going to the bathroom, the toilet top was closed. And um, and Natalie gave me like a reading at the end of that podcast. And because she's a psychic medium, amongst other things, author, podcaster puppy mom. Um, and that was how I first felt her, you know, and, and then she was in, in LA. And I, I remember I had this like really intense moment where I was like sort of breaking up with someone who was dating and, um, like he, he walked into the cafe. I was sitting out with her and like walked by me as if he didn't know me, know me, even though he was staying with me. <laughs> and I literally was like, what the fuck and and that and I hadn't really known Natalie and so in that moment she saw like my deepest core wound kind of rise to the surface um at the butcher's daughter in Venice and I was like, oh my God, I cannot believe this guy is staying with me we're we're making love and he just walked by me and waved in public he did not come over and say hi and I just, I remember that day walking with her and she was just like this healing presence, this wise, grounded presence. And she was like, he's not your dude. He's not your dude. And I was like, are you sure? <laughs> and that was how we kind of bonded. And and I haven't seen her since um, all the pandemic and everything because she's in Canada and um So it was so good to connect. There's a lot of heart and love in this podcast. There feels like a lot of love, a lot of clarity, um, articulation of of ideas, and um, talking about intuition and instincts and history and all kinds of stuff. So a lot of love in this one, and I hope you enjoy. Hi, everybody. I'm really happy to welcome onto today's podcast, Natalie Miles, who is an author, author, an incredible writer, energy reader. I'm a great many things, an intuitive healer. Um, I'm not sure what what the description is you're using today? <laughs> those are some. Those are some of the ways that I know you. So I'm so glad to see you.
1: <laughs> right? It's like what label are we? Where are we today with the labels that we're what giving box? ourselves? What exactly. box am I in at, at the moment? Hey, yeah, and it's yeah. Hey, I that just seems to be shifting and evolving on a day to day basis. I don't know about you, but it's in so fascinating in fact. I was reflecting yesterday about how things move so fast in you know right now of like how we're labeling ourselves and how it's like okay this this shit doesn't fit anymore and how yeah and it's fascinating because it's been coming up in client readings too around how we're really breaking through those like boxes that we've been putting mm-hmm. ourselves in it's really loud and it's across so many of my client sessions that we're really kind of realizing how we create the little boxes that we put ourselves in and then how we kind of uphold them as well. Like, and Which how we shit terrible.
0: Yeah. <laughs> it feels how, terrible to me.
1: <laughs> it does. It is. And how we like shame ourselves to keep ourselves in the box as well. It's fascinating.
0: Oh uh, yeah. I want to talk about that today for sure. Because I do think that, you know, it's a product of our society and the culture that we're in that we have to choose a box and then we have to stay in the box. And Mm -hmm. then we construct an identity around that label or that title or that job or that, whatever it is, that role. And then we want to break free of it and we're trapped. We feel trapped, you know, whether it's a job or a marriage or, anything, even a spiritual practice. I mean, oh, yeah. I have c- clients come to me and they're like, yeah, I'm doing my meditation and my yoga, but something like I just feel so empty or I feel so disconnected. And I'm like, well, yeah, it's time to shift that up. It's time to to write, to dance and to let your body be free. You know, it's like, but we're, we're really indoctrinated into like this rigidity of structure and identity yeah. is definitely one of those places where I think- we see culturally people reaching breaking points, right? So where then mm-hmm. they, they are being forced to transform because they haven't listened or whatever.
1: Yeah. And but it's, w- yeah, it's fascinating. It's but before we get life- into that,
0: I want <laughs> I want you to introduce yourself so you give yeah. us a little bit of a context. Like straight in. <laughs> yeah, for who you are, because I know you, you know, yeah. you have a lot of incredible skills that you're going to bring into this podcast. And, and I think everyone listening, like, it'd be nice for them to know, like, oh, right, yeah. okay.
1: Um, so I, yeah, I'm a psychic medium. Right. I um, I release monthly and yearly energy forecasts. So, um, and they're fascinating because they've evolved from, I, I channel them through. And recently, the end of last year, they evolved into more creative stories. Mm-hmm. So each month I release a creative story based on the energy theme for the month ahead um, which i love to do which is um yeah it brings me so much joy being able mm. to write write these stories um yeah i write poetry i wrote
0: a book this um, sounds new though the the creative yeah. um poetry and creative writing side and like i want to hear about that today like how that evolved Mm. from kind of the more strict like hey here's what's going on in the stars and here's what's going on in the energy like that that seems like an interesting transformation for you
1: yeah it's been wild because on reflection i was really shown how as a kid i used to write poetry all the time i used to write stories i used to write screenplays i used to write plays Um, And then I'd act them out and I'd put them on or I'd like perform my poetry in my bedroom or if I was feeling really emotional, I realized that as a kid when I was feeling overwhelmed or just overwhelmed with life and everything happening, whether it's parents or school or, you know, relationship stuff, even at a young age. I was like, I need to find this expressive outlet. And I remember stealing a red book from my a, a book from my mum's office downstairs because I needed a notepad. And I was like, oh, yeah, I like this. So I, I mm-hmm. basically, I took this book and I, um, I started writing poetry and I used to write in it and then hide it away. I used to hide it away in my wardrobe. And it was fascinating how recently the creative writing has been really loud because also my guides, my spirit team have also been really clear that words are are losing their power right now they're being used in such interesting ways where they're being taken out of context and the essence and the energy behind words are being used and manipulated on so many different levels right now that for energy and words to land that it needed to be taken out of the structure and it needed to be put into a creative form so it could the words could actually seep into the skin and hit the heart in a, in in a way where people could relate to things on a personal level versus it feeling like, you know, you mentioned the word truth and power right now or freedom or anything. It just, yeah, it just gets, (laughs) it's just, it has a different tone. I think people are are tired of hearing certain phrases and certain words, which ironically means that they then don't connect with the energy of those words that they need to be connecting to right now. Yeah. Yeah.
0: Yeah, yeah, totally. So I'm so curious about um, your journey as a psychic medium, like let's Mm. start there because that's a huge thing that you have this capacity to tune into some invisible worlds. And, you know, on this podcast, I've talked a lot about, you know, the spirituality side of my own exploration, the sexuality and the sort of myst- mystical undertones of both that can, we, yeah. we can have access to. And so how did you, how did you find out you're a psychic medium or did yeah, you great decide question. to go to psychic school to, to
1: become <laughs> one? Um, so I'd always had like crazy dreams growing up as a kid. I used to always have, Crazy dreams that when I'd share my dreams, people'd be like, "Oh, okay, cool." Um, and like, what define crazy? Like, like, for me as a kid, I would see myself that I could become. I would shapeshift and I would become like Mercury, so I could I could put myself into a form where I felt suddenly that I was. I I put myself, I could see myself shifting my whole body and my whole energy into drops of this silvery liquid that looked like mercury. And then the mercury would go on like a journey and a transformation. And I could feel that my whole essence had been moved into this like drop of mercury, like this silvery liquid. And it would go and like move and shift and change and transform. And so, yeah, I used to have really alchemical um dreams and there was also a sense of as a kid being able to read situations and know things there was just a knowing again of when things weren't right or when people were going through things and that used to get me in a a bit of oh yeah trouble of of being able to call people out at a young age and being like well what's going on then because this isn't this isn't you know, yeah. this isn't right
0: yeah were <laughs> you like finding people's dogs for them because i always hear that with people that are psychic that, like, i love it the neighbor loses the na- the oh. as their dog and like the psychic child is like i know where the dog is i <laughs> know where the dog is that's just genius no we didn't have anything like that
1: but we used to see stuff at you know see stuff at the end of beds like see ancestors um my sister's psychic, my mum's psychic. And okay. then it was when my mum was doing um was part of her own psychic development circle um or just a a psychic circle in a little village in the UK. And when I was 16, she was like, "Do you want to come?" Like she said, "Do you want to come and join us for an evening and see what it's all about?" And I was nervous and excited but that's like the first time I ever gave a a message to someone and it was for me it was the first time I'd ever done like a meditation or a psychic meditation well no I've done meditation before but a real psychic meditation of where I felt like for me um I always remember this feeling this first ever time where um my I knew my hands were on resting on my knees but I felt like they weren't there anymore and it felt like my hands were like um like 6 inches higher and just wow. feeling the energy and seeing things and I was like oh oh shit like I can give I can give readings like wow. I can see stuff and so that was the real start
0: Do you think do you ever consider like I came from a family of witches or is it like, I came from a family of psychic mediums? Like, do you uh, feel like... With, like
1: with Witches. We, we joke that... Yeah. my um, like... <laughs> yeah, we we joke that there's like the witches of Eastwick. My my nan, my mom and my aunt used to joke that they were the witches of Eastwick. And um, there is more of a... Yeah, we used to joke that we were
0: witches growing I up. I mean, is there like... Because, okay, so you grew up in, in the UK. And so yeah. it's like... You had perhaps your in your ancestry. I'm not sure, but uh, but you know that you had a pagan heritage, or women who maybe were practicing the sacred arts of Western European, or um, you know, I'm not sure what tribe or Anglo-Saxon, Celt, whatever dude, <laughs> you know, but but some tribal pagan um, spirituality, perhaps, right? That would be yeah, in your, your blood. I-
1: A hundred percent. I think we've, you know, just on a, on a tuning in on our own ancestry and past lives, all that jazz. Yeah. A hundred percent on an ancestral level, just being like, okay, this is, you know, to have three women, you know, my mum, my sister and me really, you know, really dialed in and, and, you know, like, and it was normal. It was, it was normal to have the conversations, um, in the house. And it was ironic because, when we were younger, we also had a dog, and the dog brought more psychic ability into the house, which I found really fascinating. Um, like he was a- familiar yeah he brought in he just it was really fascinating that he 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 like ramped up the psychic energy in the house Mm -hmm. um by having him there which I found really fascinating Mm -hmm. um yeah and I've just yeah so do you
0: know like have you ever done one of the ancestry tests to kind of know a little bit more about no because I don't have anyone having my oh god my partner's like that too oh
1: no way you are not having my blood no thank you I know having my (laughs) I know you just it's <laughs> really just spit. It's spit. You and spit the, in a little content. No way. not I know. happening. <laughs> it's,
0: have, you seen, have you read those T's thing. and C's? Have you read those terms and conditions? No, like, what they can? I mean, I guess that uh, like if they can recreate me or something, are they going to clone me later? Is yeah, like, I'm just like I just yeah. You don't
1: it, again. I think it's really fascinating right now because we have all this amazing technology and we have you know we're really stepping into new ways but it's the irony is is like the old ways are so important right now the old technologies are so it's a game changer and when you know I once had a phone call from my bank saying did I want to activate um voice um voice recognition on my bank account so I could access my accounts with my voice and I was like no fucking way. And the oh. guy on the end of the phone was like really shocked that, that wow. I was saying that I was saying no, because he didn't yeah. understand why I would say no. <laughs> and so why would you say no? Because I don't want them having, you know, I, it's what's really funny because then I laugh and I'm like, well, you have your own podcast. If someone wanted a recording of your voice, like it's out there. Right, right. But I think it's just the connection to it being connected to my bank. I'm just like, no,
0: thanks. I'll right. keep stuff simple. Right. Well, so talking about the old ways, what do you consider the old ways? Like, what does that mean to you? For me, and it's really
1: fascinating because I think it's also part of that, like, creative journey that I've been going on. There's also this reconnection to the land and Earth Mother and, and just this real returning of when you see the rise of what this metaverse and even crypto and nfts and let's create in let's keep creating in the digital space it's like, well, hang on a second, what about the real? what about the real world? And I think there is this real shift going on where people are uncomfortable around living in the real world right now. so let's go and escape and create more in the digital. and that scares the shit out of me.
0: Yeah, it scares me too because you can avoid climate change, you can avoid interacting with anyone who's outside your social class, outside of your you know area community around you. You can really avoid humans. You can avoid humanity in that yeah. way. And then we we lose our sensitivity. We lose empathy. We lose our ability to connect with humans and with the earth and with animals and with nature and people, I think, you know, are just terrified at times. I can be, sometimes I get terrified. I'm like, okay, I'm going to go on a hike in the woods alone. And then I'm like, oh no, that sounds, and I'm like, what the, you know, girl, like that, or just what about saying hello to this person at the grocery store? Like, you know, I've been trying to strike up more conversations and I, even my partner and I were like, okay, we need to get some stuff for our kitchen. Let's not go to buy it on amazon.com. Cause it's, we need to stop. Let's go somewhere. So we mm-hmm. went to the store. We're trying to talk to the girl behind the, the counter. And it was like, oh my God, speaking in a foreign language to someone. And, and we weren't speaking a foreign language. We were speaking English, but it was like, human connection outside the little bubbles we create it becomes awkward and sweet and tender and weird yes. and we lose that you know mm-hmm. all of those things it, it I think we lose um our ability to empathize or to want to create change or to stand for the earth or the humans here and the yeah. animals too
1: completely there's that escapism and, and also that identity piece again of like recreating a different identity that fits more of what you feel like you should be online versus again, what's asking of you to show up in the real world right now, which is so important because there are so many things that we need to look at and do as ourselves. And I think that's that essence part. And as you say, yeah, it's fascinating when you have those conversations with with people and with everything that's going down, COVID, everything, pandemic stuff, people are uncomfortable around having conversations with, with people you don't know. There's a, there's a energy pullback of like, Oh yeah. People are just uncertain about doing it. And it's really sad to witness that there's a, there's a, everyone's kind of like reading each other. um, Yeah. Instead of just having the
0: conversation. Yeah. I find myself, reminds me of my mom when I was a kid. She used to always talk to everybody at every store and like try to make them laugh in a, mm-hmm. or smile in a way that felt super embarrassing to me as a kid. Just like, oh my God. But now I totally find myself doing my mom, like, which is like trying to make the, grocer, the, the, the person laugh or smile. Like I'm like, I have five minutes or, I'm, or three minutes I'm standing in line and I'm approaching and I'm getting rung up at the grocery store could I exchange, like, could I create a moment of joy or like laughter here? And sometimes I can't, you know, sometimes they're like, honey, and, and I don't blame them. Not everybody has to be open to that. Like, I don't, <laughs> I don't know what they've been through. I don't know what they're going through in their life, but, um, but yeah, but it's a, it's an effort and I can feel that that effort, it's like, walking through the airport i'm like i'm gonna dance i'm gonna sing i'm gonna say hello to as many people as possible i may look like a freaking nut but like i'm my type of nut and um and i'm not doing that on every day some days i'm also really grumpy and i'm like get the fuck away from me (laughs) But, (laughs) but as much as i have resource to i do so anyway Back to old ways, what are some of the other of the old ways besides sort of like, you know, considering a digital versus an embodied, fleshy, meaty, bloody human experience?
1: Yeah, for me personally, it's been... I mean, just as simple as going for a walk in nature, like just getting out and just having that connection has been really important for me. There's also just been a deeper reverence for the body and what the body needs. And I think there's just this level of, again, of intuition and honoring the intuitive body that's really loud. And I think, intuition is an old way it's an old way that we've been using for years you know our ancestors have been using forever that was revered and then again shamed upon and again labeled as you're weird you're you know not part of society and now with everything happening on the planet we're being asked to use our intuition we're being used to we're being asked to like Listen to the knowing, listen to the feelings, practicing discernment, you know, and really honoring what our values are connected to our own intuition. And that's really, really important with everything that we face. And so for me, there is that honoring of intuition as an old technology, as an old way and and, and being like, this is important right now.
0: Right. <clears throat> How would you define the difference between intuition and instincts? This is something I consider often.
1: Yeah, that's a really great question. In fact, I haven't had anyone really ask me that question before. Um, I think there's a crossover between them. I don't think yeah. you can um, there's you can really differentiate them in a lot of ways. But I would say you. I, it's funny, isn't it? Because when our, you say the word instinct, for me, that comes across as very animalistic. Like exactly, there's, yeah. There's very something animalistic around it. primal, in- right? And primal about it. And there are more, it feels like with intuition, there are more subtleties with it. Mm-hmm. There's more void. There's more gray space versus instincts feels very, um, I want to use the word binary in it. It's very on off versus it being like intuition where there is this void space where you're tuning into and seeing what comes into that space Mm. um, for you to be able to receive you know Mm. the the hell yeses and more importantly also the hell knows where you are getting the the warnings or the feelings that are like don't do this you know this doesn't feel right or maybe you should watch out for that person or whatever's coming up for you.
0: Mm -hmm. Yeah. I find sometimes that I, I have the ability or the not ability, the um, pattern, the habit of outsourcing my instincts or my Mm -hmm. intuition to Google. Like I will Google something, you know, be curious about something and I will just go straight to my phone and I'll Google it. And instead of, of actually listening to my own intuition or instincts, and because intuition, instincts, knowledge, Mm -hmm. wisdom all like exist in different ways. It's like, it's, it's so, it's such an easy habit to just go like, instead of the, the instincts kind of telling you, do I need to wear, um, you know, an extra layer today, you know, like yeah. Do I, or like? Do I need to take an umbrella with me today? Yeah. You know, like instinctually, like animals. I think they they can feel like when the weather is shifting or mm-hmm. an earthquake is coming, or yeah. and so. But the but because we've outsourced it for so long, it's like well, I'm just gonna look at Google. But so you know, just like yeah. or, or if there's like an intuition about you know, I'm lo- I'm seeking an in- intuition about. Um, something that I, a decision I should make, should I do this or this? Like kind of coming at it with this very um, logical, like left brain analytical approach, doing all this clear research, but then totally ignoring the other side of the street, ignoring the non-logical, ignoring the non-research-based, ignoring the body-based intuitive wisdom. And I think that's where those two words can kind of come together and I, you know, find myself—it's so hard to not fucking use the phone. And yeah, I feel step like away from the
1: phone, especially the, with intuition. Especially if, like, oh, I'm going to Google what that animal meaning is, or oh, what this, oh, what this feeling is, or um, I've got a pain in my right knee. What does the spiritual? What does Louise have
0: to say about exactly? it?
1: Exactly. It's just like. It's step away. It's like, did your ancestors have Google when they, you know, when something was going down? Um, I think what's really important is that there is this, again, this honouring of what's coming up. And for me, when stuff's coming up, and I want to share, it, is like, it's really about looking at the themes and patterns. We forget that there are we you can you can piece the dots of what your what is being asked of you by kind of pulling out a little back. But a little, you know, seeing yourself and pulling out energetically and being like, okay, what are these themes that keep happening to me? What are the patterns that keep happening to me? What are the conversations that I keep having? What are the words that keep coming up? And all of that gives you, like, I call it your, um, you know, your own book of answers that you can then put into the things that you need to go and research. because. Yeah, it's it's so important, right, again to, yeah. to step away from step away from the technology when you're when you're getting those intuitive hits and trust yourself. Trust yes. that you have
0: yeah, what you need to 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 make it happen. Totally. And it's so I mean even besides the outsourcing your intuition or instincts or just wisdom to Google, there's also outsourcing it to every, per, you know, digital, social media, mental health, spiritual, emotional expert. And I often have women that come to me as clients that are like, well, I did this program, and I did this one, and I did this and this and this. And I'm like, well, if you're going to work with me, like you need to step put all that aside. Cause I'm going to be asking you to turn towards yourself and to get to know what she thinks and what she wants and how she feels. And so if you answer with, well, I'm doing this because of this and this, like, I know you're, you're actually outsourcing your connection to yourself. And that's just terrifying to me, but humans have been doing it for a long time. We seek a person in authority to tell us what to do. I mean, yeah. I totally do that many days. I'm not beyond that Ten and see. Yeah. But I'm curious, like, what like how would you advise a modern human today who is like so overwhelmed by life and by everything that's going on, making money, staying healthy, like trying to have a good sex life, trying to be in love, trying to do something good for the world and support like this ship that we're on, um, and not knowing like how to begin. And so instead of turning towards Google or turning towards every freaking online guru expert person, what would you recommend?
1: Yeah. Yeah. (laughs) Yeah. There's just so much out there. It's so overwhelming. And there's pressure to do and there's pressure to become better. And there's pressure to be on the self-help spiritual journey of always continually evolving. It's exhausting. I'm exhausted just watching it unfold. Um, It's been really loud coming through for me, especially this year, because 2022 is a real important year of identity and essence. There's going to be a lot of people stepping into new identities, big career shifts, people stepping into their soul gifts, people bringing back old things that they've always wanted to do and bringing it back, um, bringing it back around. And this idea of essence this year is really important because, um, and it's something also shared in my book, is it's... the first thing and is it's you being you it's what you said like in the end you being you right now is the biggest thing that you could possibly do and so for for you to go and uncover who you are and be truly who you are in your essence that's enough because when you're in your essence that energetically ripples out to your friends your family members your community it inspires them to for them to be who they are um, and then that ripples out into the wider collective. Um, and that is enough for being the change in the collective right now is, is, is being you. And so I, and for you, to, you know, and then I'm like, well, how do you discover on being you? What does that even look like? And so, for me it's again it's back to well what did you used to like to do as a child like what did you what was the play what was the pleasure what was the joy what lit you up because those things don't go away we just yeah. forget them or we we discredit them or yeah and so that's where I would start is again yeah. it's about slowing down and being like what what is you all about and what's the essence all about
0: Mm-hmm. Yeah, I agree, which is so hard nowadays, because not only do we have the pressure of just living, right, which sometimes I think, gosh, just like adulting, I don't even have kids. And I, you know, uh, I'm pretty like self sufficient. And I'm Still, just taking care of myself, like going to the doctor. Oh, this, this I need to. I'm deficient of this vitamin. I need to do this now. I need to uh, make sure I exercise. I need to make sure I eat more protein. Now I need to make sure that I change the sheets. And now I need to make sure that I mend the hole in my sock. Like, and then simultaneously run a business and simultaneously, like, find something to give to the world while also, like, you know, uh, being in a relationship and opening my heart and also like healing my childhood trauma. It's just like, what the fuck. <laughs> <laughs> some days I'm just like what you know it's like so I feel like for 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 any of us to take the leap to find some time to slow down whether it's having time where we put the phone down in a way whether weekends we don't schedule a lot if we can kind of afford ourselves one day of kind of dreaming and rest mm-hmm. um, and then Dealing with the feeling of, oh no, I'm not doing enough, and sitting in that discomfort for a while, not long enough that you're going to atrophy and just never do anything again. Yeah. <laughs> but long enough that you're going to really be able to feel into, evaluate, and sort of excavate: am I, is everything I'm doing in my life right now, because someone told me to, because society told me to, because my parents, because I feel obligated, or is it coming from a deep conviction, a passion, a soul knowing? Is it coming from Um, a place where I actually feel invigorated for it by it instead of depleted, even though it may feel scary at times. If you feel edgy, it's not always going to feel good because growth and transformation, it's like, you know, it requires some walks towards the edges and squeezing out of old, you know, little slithery skins into new ones. (laughs) But, But so that moment, that moment you know where we have the courage to somehow slow down
1: yeah and 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 be in integrity with it I think that's also there's an element that we just do things because there is this pressure and this expectation again to keep other people happy or that we feel like we don't have choices I think that's also really big mm. right now of what does what is a choice and what does that look like and so yeah. there is this energy of really honoring your own integrity with where you're where you're at. And I think people are having the difficult conversations. I think there's a real shift going on right now where people are beginning to find a confidence in their voice and expressing themselves of what they need and what their values are and their boundaries and, and are beginning to have the difficult conversations. I think with everything that's gone on in the planet the last couple of years, it's inspiring people that you know, and it's making them really clear on what's important for them. Mm -hmm. And now there's a shift going on on a communication level where people are now gaining in confidence to speak um, and Mm -hmm. share what's important to friends, family members, relationships, sexual partners, um, you know, what they're sharing on social media. Um, I think the, the shift in the communication of it is fascinating right now.
0: Yeah, it's messy, you know, and in a beautiful way. It's like trying on a new way, right? Like people having the space to like let it all out, to share it all, to like shout about it. Like it's not going to be always a graceful process. I think when we are say the first one in our family or in our particular community, um, or, you know, kind of family structure, that's going to say, Hey, I come from an alcoholic family. No one has ever spoken about their feelings, and everyone always pretended that everything was okay. Everyone's always smiling, but underneath and inside, everyone's you know dying inside. You know, like or hey, I come from a family where all the men are abusive, are checked out, and therefore I became this person, and da 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 da, and whatever it is, it's that's it's a very um, it's a very like. Uh, messy and comfortable process to be that first one going like, you know, am I sharing too much? Is it, is it not enough? Is it, am I hurting someone by being this real and honest and integrity with what's going on inside of me? But I can't not speak the truth in this moment. Like my body is saying like, like SOS mayday, you know, like this is wrong. This is wrong. And I, I remember living so much of my childhood, feeling that feeling in my body, like It's like, "Mm, mm, mm." whether I was on a date with a boy and he was touching me in a way and I didn't know how to say, like, I I don't like that. You know, or whether I was, um, you know, in a community of of other women and they were speaking gossip or saying how their bodies were disgusting and I, I couldn't find the voice back then. And so now a lot of us have grown and by the grace of whatever mystery we have the ability to st- to say the truth and then there's just a, a like there's like a, a splash in that it's yeah. not like a clean clean little droplet it's like yeah. a splash of it all is. the grandmothers and all yeah the, all the moments you know it's like whoa.
1: yeah <laughs> it just comes out and in all the ways and and just as you you know just you talking about the body and how <clears throat> that like memory of the body as well of of the past traumas and the past things in the body and not being able to express yourself and so that's why you know it's funny that you know we I started this conversation we first started talking about me writing poetry as a kid because it was uncomfortable the conversations I couldn't have the the feelings that I couldn't express Um, and keeping them private in the book that I didn't want to share them with anyone. And so I'm finding that's really fascinating on my own, you know, on my own personal healing journey of now being like, no, and now I want to share them. And now this is what wants to come through because that expression I know not only heals me. But it also by me sharing it, it opens up that you know portal, that energy vortex, so that someone else can maybe relate to it and be like, oh, and and relate to it in some way that then might, you know, open up something in them for something that they need to look at themselves. And it's so it's this, it's fascinating how the body is really communicating to us. And and I kind of want to say because I know we all have a lot of, you know, for many of us have a lot of. Shame and guilt and past stuff with our bodies that come up in our bodies, and I think what's really fascinating, which is coming through, is that we, our bodies, are supporting us more than ever before in this process. There is mm. this deeper reverence to body in in a whole new way. That again, the how the intuitive body is asking us right now to not try and escape into a different planet sphere to you know it's really asking us to root and anchor and ground mm. and so it can support us in the conversations in the healing that we're going through in you know what we face every single day it's asking us like to to do that we have to be more in our bodies than ever before
0: it's yeah. it's really key and i'm curious you know, I'm a white woman. My dad is Brazilian, but from a um, European, mostly ancestry.
1: Mm-hmm. It
0: seems like you're, you're European ancestry. Yeah. Do you think that like when you're talking about us, do you think that this kind of return to the body is like more of a healing that's happening for like Western white people? Or do you think that it is like an all encompassing universal earth planet? everybody's coming back to the body or do you think that there are cultures and and peoples that have maintained the integrity of listening to the body
1: great question um i would say of course there are communities and collectives that are really have been honoring the body and they haven't lost that um but i would say that the whole planet right now is reconnecting to a body in a hu in a in a huge way as we've you know we've disconnected ourselves from mother earth we've didn't disconnected ourselves from earth mother we have to re to to reconnect to her we have to reconnect to our bodies and it's seeing the the symbiotic relationship between the body and nature and cycles and rhythms and and what that means so i wouldn't say it's based on um, race or culture, I just think that everyone is being called to, yeah. to, to return.
0: Yeah. In my book, I talk about this a little bit at the beginning part of my book about how I feel like, you know, um, the severance from earth is is the mirror of the severance of the body and, um, and our sexualities and our respect and health for the body is mm-hmm. the same as the respect and health of the earth. And I talk about in my book, how, you know, most of the decisions were made by Western European white men about uh, that trickled down, and then, of course, there's all the women behind them. And I'm not getting yeah. into a giant historical conversation here. <laughs> that's not my point. Is that there's there's way that's way bigger than the scope of of mm-hmm. what I um, know and what I'm a you know sort of a student or a um, a re- scholar researcher and <laughs> but. Um, but I do feel that that severance that came from Protestant Christianity, from Catholicism, um, from the you know the the Judeo-Christian religions, the severance of the body. the The body is dirty. Cleanliness is close to godliness. Like any sort of um, conversation between you and the unknown has to go through the church, like that is in my physical bones. Like that's the bones and the flesh that I inherited. My flesh Mm -hmm. was born from my mother's flesh, which was born from her mother's flesh. Literally, I am a piece of recycled bone and flesh (laughs) and um, that that has, that that bone and flesh and DNA was uh, indoctrinated into that severance of the wisdom of the body the wisdom of the blood the wisdom of the seasons for a while right mm-hmm. like i think that like like i mentioned before if we go further 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 back it was intact right like yeah. before the um the like christian and, and uh, puritanical or protestant yeah. thinking in my in my lineage but that there was somewhere in my dna there's an intact relationship with earth with body and with spirit you know and i think that work that many of us are doing is just to remember that and to reclaim that and it seems almost like well duh well of course but it's like no 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 you don't understand we've we've lived for however many you know hundred years with that relationship being severed so to weave back in yeah, to it's, understanding. It's it's a it's a lot.
1: Yeah. Which brings you back into you knew, you saying earlier, well, I've got this to do and this to do and this to do, and I've got the hole in the sock that I need to fix. Like am gassy today.
0: <laughs> Maybe I have a parasite, now I gotta take a poop test.
1: <laughs> um, and it's funny because that's again part of all of that, you know, the religious um, you know, severing of the body is also the connection between religion you know, saying that intuition is bad, Um, connecting to your own rituals, your own practices. Um, And again, the connection of not listening to your own inner power, you know. That is the
0: devil. That is the devil. It's the the devil.
1: devil. (laughs) And that you are connected to the devil. It's
0: just like. If you listen to the voice inside, like, yeah, that's the devil. Like that, I grew up in the Christian church. It wasn't like that intense, but it was close at times, you know. Yeah.
1: And so that is such a, for, you know, when I have, you know, in sessions that can come up as one of the real big, you know, blocks for people to connect to their own intuitive gift is the religious programming yeah. uh, and um, the, you know, the fear and the shame that that then brings up. But the, the power that, you know, our power has been you know, chopped off in so many different, so many different levels and so many different ways. And that's why (laughs) right now, as we're, again, to use the, the phrase old ways that we've, you know, been talking about, that's why this is also part of this reclamation of power right now, because people are still in this space of, okay, well, we're going through a lot in the collective in our lives. And you know, you turn on the news every single day. Is, is this it? Are we, are we nearly done yet? Like I have so many people ask me that question. Are we, are we done? Are, is this it? Are we, are we done this year? And, the answer is no, there's, there's more like, and this is why the returning to the body, the returning to the older ways, the listening to your intuition is really important so that you can stay anchored and grounded and have this knowing in your body when there is more exterior chaos and, you know, and things getting a bit crazy on the outside.
0: Yeah. Yeah. And I just, I want to just note that I'm not trying to vilify all Christian or (laughs) Judeo-Christian religions. There's a lot of magic and wisdom and mysticism. And I am a devotee of Mm
1: -hmm.
0: of Mother Mary and, uh, you know, have a lot of reverence for um, a lot of that tradition. And then I also have a lot of, you know, sort of um, still sadness about, the severance from the, mm-hmm. the, the the truth of some of the teachings which is my yeah. own human interpretation of it i'm just a yeah. human interpreting so um but i Simple. do have a lot of a lot of reverence for pieces of the of that that i yeah. was brought into as a child and
1: Yeah, it's important. I always say you can be religious and intuitive. Again, why do we have to choose? Why do we have to choose between, between it? It's again, it's that label or that box that's been created or that identity piece that you have to potentially choose. And the answer is no, like you can have, you can, you can have it. (laughs) Yeah.
0: Well, I think that's a great point, you know, that in the United States where I live, it's the Religion was taken kind of out on a greater sense, even though our, our dollar bill says in God we trust. But um, I, w- I was thinking about this recently, how as a child, my, my morning ritual at school was stand up, put my hand on my heart and say, I pledge allegiance to the flag of the United States of America. And that was my morning prayer pledging allegiance to this flag and then i think about all these other cultures who yeah maybe some of the 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 religions are patriarchal maybe some of them are oppressive towards women and all this but that that there's so much intact mysticism and devotion and prayer Mm. and um that in in the sort of united states taking out any sort of religious overtones to our country it's like we wiped out a connection to the sacred. You know, it was like, yeah. oh, we're just going to like throw it all out and you're going to pledge allegiance to this country, right? Mm-hmm. And to liberty and justice for all, which really wasn't liberty and justice for all. It was a little bit liberty and justice for a few. <laughs> and anyway, not to get too deep into that part of it all, but I do feel like for modern Western, where I live, America, and I know there's plenty of listeners who are not in America, so I know less about your, where you are. But for many of us modern humans, the return towards, oh, wait, so it's cool that we let go of religion in many different places and many of us, but also I need a sacred thread to mm. hold on to for mm-hmm. dear life. Yeah. <laughs> like, and it cannot be my business and it cannot be <laughs> money. No. That can't be my one sacred thread or my identity, right? Like, so the capitalist, like Western prayers, like I pledge allegiance to, you know, to money, to the stock market every day, Mm -hmm. to my business, to my work, to whatever. And how do we, how do we, in today's time, how do we hold that sacred thread and call it and be it in a way that um, could create some sort of a, collective movement towards a remembering like
1: yeah and uh, for me and i will say i think it's the essence piece again it's the identity it's it's the you being you i think it's that's in the end what we're really being called to be, and also to find the community that is aligned. I think we're all really craving aligned community right now, and being in person, and and being able to sit and connect with each other in those ways. And so I think it's like you being you, and and also finding that community, like really finding the community that you want to be with. I think that's that's that's, sure. that's 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 where I would start right now. I don't think it needs to necessarily be like, oh, I've got to bring this practicing or I've got to go and do this again the less of the doing and, right. and really just yeah stripping it back just feels super like that's where I'm at right now I feel like I'm stripping everything back and getting really clear on like I'm only going to do the things that really inspire me or the things that bring me play and pleasure and joy and um I recently just got a new puppy and that was also why I got him was because I knew I needed with you know being a psychic medium and reading the reading the energy of where we're at and the collective that can be a bit oppressive sometimes I'm not gonna lie it's a bit much and so (laughs) I needed to bring in the play and the pleasure and so having him was like this um it allowed me to drop into parts of myself that are you know bringing that forward
0: yeah yeah I want a puppy. <laughs> Good luck.
1: I've wow, been, it's a big sign up. It's a big mean. sign up.
0: I've been like last year, or you know, maybe it was 2020. I was like, I really, really would love an animal friend. And um, I was living by myself and I almost did it, you know, like I yeah. almost did it. I grew up with animals and I, and I, I know the, the deep, deep responsibility and, and also the deep relationship. And um, I didn't end up, doing that and then I, I moved to Colorado to be with my partner and I still want yeah, to have yeah. an animal around yeah. And, yeah, and hey so. you're in
1: the perfect place for it too and having an outside I mean, space I mean you call well,
0: the mountain lion came over to our house the other night <laughs> yeah. Like,
1: um, yeah well the, the, the coyotes here um it was funny I took him out to go for the bathroom the other day and we stepped outside of these coyotes were really close and they were like yipping and they were super loud and he just he went outside sat down looked at me and was like i really think we should be inside And was like me too and we just went inside like he was where are you guys um in bc in british columbia there's Um, coyotes up there Oh yeah, I had bears in my um, bears in the yard. Yeah, um, in the fall and yeah, coyotes and we have cougars. Oh yeah, um, so we
0: have similar, right? (laughs) Okay, cool. And you still got you still got a dog. Yeah, you just have to you just
1: have to be a yeah a little bit aware. Yeah, of course not. When he was a pup, just noticing the eagles. In fact, there was an eagle while we were walking this morning, and this eagle just flew right overhead, really low. And I looked up, and then he looked up, and he was like, "Again, was like, mm, I think we should go inside." I was like, "Me too, dude. Let's go." <laughs>
0: okay, so is are you psychically talking to the dog? Like, are you guys having? A oh psychic yeah, conversation?
1: yeah, we have psychic conversations. Um, uh, in fact, last night he was sick in the middle of the night and he, he's crate trained and he didn't want to be um, he didn't want to be sick in his crate, which is really sweet. So he woke me up. But before I woke up,
0: he woke you up like with his his voice in your head.
1: Yeah. He woke up with me (laughs) saying, um, I want to be sick. And I woke up and then he started making noises. And then he, yeah. So he's already done that. He's been visiting me in my dreams. I had a dream about him where I couldn't find him. Mm. And all of a sudden in real life, he started whining and making noises, which then allowed me to locate him in the dream. It was fascinating. Oh,
0: cool. wow. Yeah. My my childhood dog still comes to me in dreams. And yeah. it's like the biggest gift because he's, he's like the one marker I have for what unconditional love feels yeah. like. Like mm-hmm. the one proof. And... So when he comes, like my heart opens and I'm like, oh, that's love, you know, that's real love. And um, it's a reference point. And I always, I feel like that with with people that I work with, it's like, you know, you may have never really felt real, like what it means to Mm -hmm. be really loved, but those, those little moments in life were, were. Oh, that's it. It's like, maybe it's when you're running on a beach or maybe it's when you're deep in a psilocybin journey, or maybe it's when you're holding a child or, you know, <laughs> but you have this dawning that's like, oh, that's what love feels like when it's open, when the yeah. when the channels are open. Yeah. And that's what he's teaching me. It really
1: is. He's teaching Aww. he's teaching me that. And and for me on a love level, just showing boundaries. Again, I'm having to communicate, you know, off, no, like it's so fascinating. And they find, they know your, you know, the, yeah, yeah, your yeah. weaknesses and they like go in and it's so fascinating where it's been teaching me, you know, I'm not in a relationship right now. And for me, it's been again he's he's setting me up for the next partner i know it he's i mean getting this hit that he's the he's the void and the portal into the next calling the partner in and it's so yeah it's really
0: like a heart warmer i feel like that too like that that, you know so much of my work is helping women open their hearts recently and and soften as much as they are strong and um strong and clear with good boundaries and powerful but soft and open. And yeah. it's like that. the animals have the capacity to just help the heart really soften and open. Oh, yeah. And if it's not soft and open, then we, we usually are not visible, you know, yeah. or we're not felt right. Mm-hmm. Like I even feel that when I'm with some of my friends that have such open hearts, I feel such relief in my body Mm. to be around them because it gives my heart permission. And then I feel when I'm the the widest open heart around other women, and it's a little bit more strenuous to um, you know, so it's interesting to consider when two people come together, like their hearts kind of have to be, it's, it's like two hearts wanting to meet at a similar mm. position. Mm-hmm. If someone's like, "I want to open that woman's closed heart because this is my yeah. my wound. I need to prove to myself that I can open any hearts." Like that's people get into relationships like that, right? Yeah. 100%. Or, the, or the flip side, the woman being like, "I need that person in order to feel love, in order yeah. to open. I need the outside." But when two people are doing the work on themselves and they're opening. It's like you meet someone, usually, I think, who's at a relative heart level as you, heart open, mm-hmm. openness level. Otherwise, there's not like a resonance.
1: Completely, completely. And and how can happen- you, how can, yeah, there's a deeper, again, that, yeah, that intuitive body connection, that intuitive heart connection is,
0: yeah, really, yeah. really, really big. So I hope that, you know, that this, that your heart is getting like a daily Practice and daily workout, and it's and it's opening, and then it's clarity. So that when you meet someone, you're you're already like your stretch is stretched wider. You know, like
1: completely yeah completely it's like loving him and then also you know you have those moments of being frustrated of you know it's a he's a 14 week year old puppy it's like (laughs) yeah Yeah. so again it's like any relationship you can you can have all those moments and how you move through them together it's fascinating
0: oh yeah it's definitely ups and downs and spirals and Break- all the thing breaking the the all of the like <laughs> glass shattering in your soul and then a blossoming and then yeah. And stepping into
1: to mummy energy as well, like Aww. you know, yeah, it's yeah. I don't have kids, so it's don't have kids yet. Yeah. So um, um, so yeah, he's definitely opening up that energy that is mm. also really really important for me. Yeah, so, yeah it's cute.
0: totally. Yeah. Well, so what are you working on right now in terms of like your public offerings and the way that you're giving your gifts in the world?
1: Yeah um so I um offer one-to-one sessions so I'm yeah I do one-to-one sessions where I channel for people for an hour of what's coming up for them where they're going yeah guides ancestors loved ones that want to step forward so yeah I do one-to-one sessions which I love doing which is great and then I am I'm offering a new business offering called the business liberation and it's Mm. about how to navigate um yeah, through these changing times, these we're really being asked to get ahead of how we run our businesses, our careers, our soul gifts. So mm.
0: it's, um,
1: yeah, it's a, I'm being, getting the intuitive hit to um, yeah, help people get ahead of the curve of what we face so that yeah. they can be, again, be in more identity, a, a authentic identity within what that looks like. What else? I have my book, um, which yeah. I love. So good. Yeah. I love
0: how... Instead of saying God, Goddess, or Divine, this Queen here has this symbol in the book (laughs) for like the great mystery, that which cannot be named, that which is so numinous and bizarre and weird and and beyond. I love that you chose a symbol that was like the rock star.
1: It was so funny because every time I wrote the word, for me, that word is spirit. And every time I wrote it in the book, it was like, this doesn't feel right. And I was working with Ruby um, Warrington and Numinous and she was editing and she was like, yeah, I feel the same, like something doesn't fit. And I was like, this is really weird. Like, what is this? And so then, yeah, we picked this, the infinity symbol. And what was fascinating was the day, there were numerous times that when I was writing the book, I would see the, the symbol on like, buildings and it would just appear and I was like okay yep, cool on the right path on the right track yeah it was but yeah I was I loved writing the book it was um yeah just it was so intuitive like every chapter I wrote was being reflected back in the collective it was amazing it was such Mm. a held supportive process so yeah yeah um
0: yeah. Side note question for you as we're wrapping up here. Do you think over these last two years with everything that's been going on, um, you know, pandemic, political, la la la, do you think that the energy in terms of synchronicity and intuition has been a bit more cloudy and hard to like sort of cuz I felt that I've been like it's I've had the least kind of probably like clarity intuitive and, and sort of synchronistically since these kind of curved t- like it's felt more oh, like thick for me
1: um i think that's why creating that space for intuition is really really important and calling it in because i think there's a di- the, the the intuition and the synchronicities are there the clarity is a bit more um like cloudy because there there's a lot being blocked as well from things but i think there's it's just yeah, I think there's a there's is a is a balance between the two because I know a lot of people's intuition has been getting more like Yeah. they've had more especially in like first lockdowns and things because it forced them to go inwards. Yeah. The puppy, oh, cries. puppy, he's like it's been an hour, it's been an hour. <laughs> it's, it's been, been an, an hour. hour. He's, he's, he's trained for alarm. an hour. He's so okay. funny. But um yeah, it's just um I yeah. think it's I both think and. it's going there are more people having spiritual reactivations right now there are yeah. more people dropping in because it's it's louder um yeah being asked to to look at the things
0: yeah I just I feel like maybe that's like just so much kind of um time on online has actually like it's 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 It takes more
1: Mm -hmm.
0: um it takes more time like clarity to sift through like all of the waves of wi-fi and media and um to sort of keep that clear thread which is like why my partner goes into nature a lot and like spends a lot of time just clearing and being in nature and deepening so he can trust himself in his body and um all of that i do yeah so important i do less i need more of that but um but yeah, I think trying to find the, the I've just been curious about like finding the thread of clarity and clear, um, sort of intuitive hits in this time where there's so much in the media and social media and politics and this and that, just so much waves and swirling and I just like
1: Yeah, and it's and it's really um, again noticing where you're being taken off off of balance off of kilter because of what you're consumed again what's, yeah what's being consumed and and really you know what i call energetic self sovereignty really dropping into that and making it a day again how am i clearing my energy daily what does that look like yeah. for me that's just non-negotiable right now totally. there's just so
0: much take here to take yeah. it the center yeah well I'm gonna let you go because Pep is calling you (laughs) he's like can I leave the crate now (laughs) go hug hug that little heart opener and I'm so glad we got to connect I'm so so glad we got to connect and everybody I hope you go find Natalie's work listen to her tune into her um, be supported in this time by her her gifts oh thank Mm. you Mm. thank you Thank you so much for listening to today's podcast. For more, 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 follow me on IG at Alexandra Roxo. And you can get on my mailing list where I send poems, practices, rituals, links to upcoming retreats and events and all kinds of goodies. And if this podcast has touched your heart, please let us know. Please write us a review, give us a five-star rating, all that. It means a lot to myself and everyone involved. Big, big love, my darling. Have a fabulous day and see you again very soon.